Hello, hello, shalom, shalom, family. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. This podcast presented to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. I'm your host, Dolly Yahoo, here alongside my talented, lovely wife. Kafatsiba. Kafatsiba. You already know. And uh, we're here to read another chapter. Today, we read in Genesis, a better sheet, chapter 29. So, um, as you know, we've been reading through the book. It's been uh, a very edifying experience. We're learning a lot. We're getting the, uh, discussing a lot, getting a chance to discuss a lot, and uh, really enjoying the opportunity, enjoying the dialogue. So, let's continue and uh, push the narrative further, you guys. So, uh, before we read, we like to open up a short prayer just to clear our hearts and minds and uh, invite the spirit and uh, just uh, make ourselves ready to receive the word of the So, if you don't mind, let's pray, you guys. Baruch Atah Yehuah, Hamalat Ulam, our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart, permit your reign to come. Make your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray and we ask that you give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our sins for our, and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands, as well as the trespasses and uh, iniquity of our current family and forefathers for these sins and trespasses against your Torah and your commands, as we forgive our dead oars and we, we forgive those that trespass against us and as we forgive each other we ask that you forgive us mm. also allow us not to be led into trial but save us and deliver us from the wicked one for yours is the reign, the power and the esteem now and forever so these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahusha. Allah Yahuwah, Allah Yahuwah, Hallelujah. All praise, honor, and esteem to the Most High Yah. Mhm. So, chapter twenty-nine, and it reads, "Then Jacob." Yaakov went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. Came to the land of the people of the east. A lot of directions being thrown out. Verse 1, first quarter. Mm-hmm. Came to the land of the people of the east. As he looked, he saw a well in the field. And behold, three flocks of sheep lying beside it. For out of that well the flocks were warded. The stone on the well's mouth was large. And when all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Verse 4. So Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? And they said, We are from Haran. And he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. Verse 6. He said to them, Is it well with him? They say, It is well. And see, recall, his daughter is coming with the sheep. He said, Behold, it is still high day. 
it is not time for the livestock to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go pasture them. But they said, We cannot all we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. So obviously he had like a different program in mind. But they tell him, no, this ain't how we do it. We do it like this. But mm -hmm. as I read this, how they saying, oh, the time for the flocks to be watered and the, the, the stone got to be rolled back from the mouth of the world, it seemed prophetic. Like what they mm -hmm. saying by like, nah, we can't water till all the sheep is gathered. All this, this, this like how they mm -hmm. saying it. Mm -hmm. It's like some prophetic significance to it. But mm -hmm. That's just me. That's what I see. Very interesting. How they, how they be speaking sometimes, it be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, verse 8. So they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and then the stones roll back from the mouth of the world. Then but also, the world just even, even in that prophetic voice, we see a woman shepherdess. Uh huh. A woman leader who's over a flock. Maybe not the first time. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened with Moses. He went and he saw the daughters. Mm -hmm. But they was getting water. I recall, too. I mean, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. She wasn't coming to water the sheep, but she was coming to get water, and mm -hmm. she watered the man camel. So mm -hmm. definitely something woman to get water, water the sheep, all that. First now, but she was a shepherd. A shepherd. She had her own sheep. Her father's sheep for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. First now, while he was still speaking with them, recall came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Yes, or the KJV said, for she kept them. Mm-hmm. Shepherdess. Verse 10. Now as soon as Yaakov saw Rakal, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was his father's kinsman and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. 13. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me what will your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel, I recall. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Verse 18. Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter. Rachel recall Laban said it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to any other man stay with me cool so Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her then Jacob said to Laban give me my wife that I may go into her for my time is completed so I guess that means seven years went by in the blink of an eye. So now we're seven years later. In seven years, he ain't touched that woman. He had to wait all seven years. So, it's 
So in, in today's time, people can't even wait 30 days. He had to wait seven years. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He had to wait. She had to wait. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? What? And after them seven years, he didn't even get it. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. So LeBron gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. Gotta have a feast. But in the evening, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And he went into her. Mm. Verse 24. That's salacious right there. <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine working for a bride and get a sister. Verse 24. LeBron gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. Footnote. Had given also. Okay. Verse 25. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve you? Did I not serve with you for Rachel or Rakar? Why then have you deceived me? You Le know, some commentaries say this happened to him because of what he did to his brother. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's definitely a similar event. It's a switcheroo. The switcheroo. That's all. Verse 26, Laban said, It is not so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. He had a good reason. Like, no, it don't work like that, son. Don't well, he ain't tell him that all seven years. Right, right. <laughs> See, if you're going to work for it, you got to work for it. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. They call it a week. It's another week of years, huh? Verse 28. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and served Laban for another seven years. But that's Kesson wild because they had the whole, the whole, they had a wedding, and it's like. It was just one wedding for the two women. Like, how? I wonder how did that work? You know what I'm yeah, saying? He said, well, he said he made a feast, just a regular feast. He said, well, it's a feast. And that night, got him drunk. Gave him the first. That's thing. how a wedding goes. <laughs> okay. So, verse thirty-one. When Yahuwah saw that Leah was hated, <clears throat> he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Ra'uban or Reuben, for she said, Because Jehovah has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. Verse 33 She conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because Jehovah has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Shema'un or Simeon. Sound like the Hebrew word for her, Shema'un. Verse 34, again she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Louis or Levi. Verse 35, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise Yahuwah. Therefore she called his name Yehudah. Then she ceased bearing. So it's very interesting, like this chapter, one chapter take you from when the man first came into town to 14 years and four sons later. 
And that's what I mean by the context that's in scripture, like because you just gotta read it with context. Like one chapter, it just pat it just spanned like a good fifteen years at least. Cause he worked for he worked seven for one, seven for another, and then she had four children. So that was at least year after year after year. Yeah, but this story it really, you know, a lot of people remember this story and they you know, this they touched by this story on behalf of Leah. Mm-hmm. Because as a woman, it's 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 hard for you to be married to a man who you know don't need don't don't want you, and you know he's in love with somebody else. He wanna be with somebody else. He would rather be with somebody else. And you bearing children, bearing children. That man don't want you, but you married to him, and you gotta stay married to him and raise them children with a man who don't like you. It's hard. It's hard, you know. Nowadays, you would just move on, but back then, that was you couldn't do that. Couldn't leave. You had to stay in that marriage with a man who don't want you. And so we see who gives gave her children because of he saw that she was unloved by her husband. So he gave her many children, boys specifically. So, you know, I, I don't know. You can only guess how that comforts. I'm not sure how that comforts. But, you know, she felt like, just like she said, she felt like, well, my husband would love me now, right? I'm bearing all these children for him. But, this um, is a common sentiment among women that if I bear him a child or if I give him children, it, he would change, right? He would do better by me, right? He would love me now, right? Not so... I don't know. They don't say he didn't love her. Yes, yeah. They just said she was unloved by her husband. She was hated. I think it's more of a preference. He wanted what he wanted. He got something that he didn't necessarily ask for. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like more about choice and preference. But I think that's what I'm saying. The word hated, you gotta like look into it. You know what I'm saying? He ain't saying he hated her. Like hate, despise her because obviously he went into it, and then he had he had children, not one, not two, not three, but four. So it's like, yeah, you got to take great, you know, context. Because right, we know that's just how men are. We just saw that with Abraham. You know what I'm saying? Sarah said, "Take this woman, uh, so she can bear me a child." He said, "Okay." Like <laughs> he don't, man, don't care about that. Like I'm saying, go ahead, have sex with her. Okay, no problem. So. You know, sex doesn't equal love. Like, he'd do that with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, they bearing children because that's his woman and he can he can go into her because he got her. You know what I'm saying? That don't necessarily mean he, he like her or he want her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so. Um, but, yeah, we, we still see the sentiment today where, you know what I'm saying, y'all, um, I've, I've heard time and time again where, You'll pray, a man will pray to the Most High and say, I need me a wife. <clears throat> the Most High will give him a wife. And he'll say, I don't like, I, my pre- this is not my preference. I don't like the way she looks. But she, but everything else will be where exactly what you need it to be. She's going to catapult you into your destiny. She's going to bear you children. She's going to raise you up level. She's going to pray for you. She's going to cook for you. She's going to do all the stuff like that. But something physically is not where it is. Usually... It has something to do with the way she's shaped or the color of her skin, something like that. 
And I've heard it time and time again. And so a lot of people will mess it up. A lot of people have messed up a good thing. Because they, they didn't want what the Most High gave them. For sure, for sure. Definitely, man. So much to, to read, so much to, to get from out the scriptures and so many lessons learned. So thank you guys for walking with us, reading with us, joining us. Make sure to answer the QA. Tell us what you guys think about the episode, if you have an opinion about the topic, and uh yeah, continue the dialogue with us and we're gonna see you guys in the next chapter, family. Shalom. Shalom.